Something that I always heard podcasters talk about was starting the actual podcast. Like, we plan ahead of time our content, you know, what we want to talk about that week, how it ties into things before, you know, maybe a certain story we want to share or like a summary of what's going on in our life. But we always forget how to start how to podcast. (laughs) So bear with me. That was kind of my finesse into starting this intro of like, yo, I'm not perfect. (laughs) I'm still getting the hang of this thing, but it's so much fun. I had a blast recording the first episode. I just want to say thank you everyone for the amazing feedback and the support. Um, I know I shared it all over my social media. Quick plug. Um, Our Instagram handle is at the almost there podcast. Literally just the almost there podcast. Whole thing. Um, But yeah, I've gotten so much great feedback. And it's been so much fun for me to just see the different types of people that are interacting with it and um, things that people have learned or, oh my gosh, someone, (laughs) my friend Lauren, shout out to you, Lauren, I know you're listening, lives in Scotland, right? She texts me and she's like, Gabby, tell me why the whole time that I lived in Scotland, I had no idea that Northern Ireland wasn't a part of Great Britain. She was like... Tell me why I literally thought that Great Britain and the UK were the same thing. She's like, you actually taught me something about my own home country, which I just thought was so great. So shout out. If you haven't listened to the first episode, go ahead and give it a listen. Um, but today's episode is going to be kind of deep, but also kind of casual. Um, like I said, I'm just going to be talking about this is kind of more focused on like my experiences and how I've gone from you know, college to moving and living in Scotland and then moving back home and then moving to Los Angeles and kind of where I'm at now in my life. Um, And it's just going to be about, you know, change and different seasons of life and how to embrace those things and how to make this season of life and wherever you're living um, your home. So let's get into it. Okay, so I'm just going to give you guys a bit of context on my college experience because it's so different than most people's college experience. Um, I moved away from home. I lived about three hours away. I lived in the Bay Area and I went into school studying interior design actually. So, little fun backstory. Started my degree off doing interior design Um, was going through some of the classes and just felt like a lot of the curriculum was pretty outdated. So I reached out to an advisor within the department and I was like, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm feeling. You know, like I've worked in the design field and currently, you know, work in the design field and I'm talking to different designers and I just feel like the things that we're learning isn't super relevant. And so I was like, because I want to go into you know, design media and kind of sharing interior design with a larger audience, I feel like it might be good to go the communications route and just get an understanding of the psychology of people and how people, you know, interpret relationships or how they, you know, take in information and 
being an interior designer, especially in residential, you have to work and meet clients' needs and work against a lot of times really tight deadlines or help a couple kind of figure out the happy medium and what they're looking for at a home. Um, so anyways, I talked through all of that with my advisor and she was like, you know what? It seems like you have a pretty good head on your shoulders. Like I've seen your work and I actually think that you would do really well just continuing to work in the design field and then pursuing communications. And then, you know, as you're growing, um, do internships and then like outside of school, try to work in a design career or shadow different designers um, and just get an idea of like what you want to do and how the modern design place functions. So I was like, cool. Okay. So very long story. I would say long story short, but it's not long story short. <laughs> long story long. Um, I started doing interior design and that's always been my passion since I was young. Just like a hundred percent always known, ask any of my friends, I would rearrange my room all the time when I was little. I was like such a fashionista, like it's just very much in my element to be working in design and to be doing this stuff all the time. So I'm having a blast right now doing what I do um, and living where I live, but it just took a while to get here. So I want to talk about kind of that past, the beginning, like starting out in college, living in the dorms, taking classes, having friends, Um, I actually only lived on my school campus for two years before I moved to another country. So my freshman year definitely was a huge adjustment. I have super close friends and family back home. Like I'm very much a social butterfly. So to kind of be stripped from that environment and for anyone too, like even if you're not a social butterfly and just like be pasted into a new place with like no context of the area, like didn't know anyone, you know, at the time I barely knew my roommate and now obviously she's one of my best friends, but like you go from like, I had my own bedroom to sharing a room with someone or like living in a hall. And oh my gosh, I remember the guys across the way from us were like huge stoners and they would always smoke and the hallway always smelled so bad. And (laughs) We were like, what the heck? Like, this is our home. Like, how are we supposed to be living in these conditions? Like, spoiled little brats, you know? Um, but yeah, like, just that, like, initial move for college, like, in an environment stage is a huge deal. Because you often go from, like, having a lot of space, or at least you realize once you're in the dorms, like, that you have a ton of space before. And then you're, like, in a super small bed. Um, oh my God, I actually have one hilarious story that I just need to quick side note. Um, when me and Rachel were living in our dorm, she, and I'm sorry if she, Rachel, if you hate me for saying this, but she literally would sleep talk or like sleep sing sometimes. And she warned me about it before we moved in together. And I was like, girl, like, it's fine. Like, I don't really care. Um, little did I know what she actually meant. So (laughs) our beds and like if you're in college or you've been in college, you know how dorms work. A lot of times beds are like raised off the ground, like an absurd amount to fit like a dresser underneath. And you basically have to like jump up onto your bed or like use your desk as a ladder to get up. That's what I would do. But one night I'm like chilling in my bed, you know, trying to fall asleep. And I hear Rachel, she's over there talking. And I'm like, you know, kind of freaked out low key. And then I look over and she's like, 
talking and like sits up and then I was like what is she like but I knew that she like slept talked and slept like walked and whatever but I hadn't seen it like I hadn't seen her this like what's the word she just hadn't moved that much before and it looked like she was trying to say something and she moved and she literally like flew out of bed and fell onto the floor and sprained her wrist like and I was like Rachel like like midair because I like I was half asleep too you know it was like the middle of the night I was like Rachel oh my god and she woke up and like freaking sprained her wrist I felt so so horrible but (laughs) it's kind of a funny memory like we talk about that like just like living together and the like silly times I mean that was like an RIP to Rachel type moment but like overall like the dorms were really fun you know like it's cool I wasn't super close with all the people on my floor but I got to know some people you know on our floor or like my RA bless her soul we used to watch The Bachelor sometimes together and she was someone who just like made me feel like I had a big sister which was like so great but just to be in like that close quarters with people going through kind of the same thing that you are and like you know like hey like friend like kind of we know we know each other for a week like let's go to the dining hall like let's eat you know, like you kind of slowly start adapting into creating a new environment for yourself and like a way that you feel comfortable in a new place. And freshman year is so fun because it's like there's all of these new exciting things, you know, new people, like you have your freedom for the first time. And I know for a lot of kids, that means they like go crazy and party. I actually didn't drink really at all in college, you know, like We had a family friend who owned a winery, and so sometimes I would, like, have wine there, but, like, that was really it. Like, I just didn't really care to drink that much, like, when I was in college, and so, you know, I would still go out. Like, I would go to the frat parties and stuff like that, but, like, I just didn't care, like, enough to drink, and so I was just, like, not really in that whole scene when I was in school, which I think is actually a good thing because it helped me to figure out my priorities for, like, school and friendships, and just, like, the people that I wanted to have around me, but, yeah, like, I feel like freshman year, when I look back on it, that was probably the hardest year, but also the most important year that I've lived, like, in my adult years, because it, like, forced me out of my comfort zone, as I'm sure it has for many of you, whether that's, like, I'm speaking in the context of college, but maybe for you, it's, like, you moved away from home, and, like, you're in your own apartment, still in your hometown, or, like, you know, my best, one of my best friends, Alexis, she just moved, um, out to like Houston, Texas area. And she's like doing her thing with her boyfriend out there. And like, you know, she's moved out on her own before and like had an apartment of her own and then, you know, had different roommates or whatever, but always lived in the same area. And for her, I know that that change from like hometown to like living in a whole nother state doing something else has been like, drastic but so good and like that's what all of my friends have said who I've talked to like those like gigantic milestones whether I said that's like you're moving out for the first time or like you know like you're going away to school or I don't know you guys get the point I'm kind of rambling here at this point but like they're really big moments And so give yourself a bit of slack, like, if you're having a hard time with it. Like, not everything is supposed to be, like, sunshine and rainbows with moving. Like, it's really hard. It's called change for a reason. Like, 
Obviously, change is good, but change is really, really difficult. In college, I think the hardest part of change for me was being alone, it felt like. Like, you just have your comfortability and your routine. And then, like, when you're stripped away from that environment and, like, placed in a new one with new people, I feel like I almost closed in, which was, like, so weird to be, like, an extrovert and then be like, okay, well, you know... Do I fully trust this person or like, is this someone that I want to spend my time with? Or like even just feeling like, am I cool enough to hang out with it? And that sounds so dumb, but like seriously, when you're a freshman in college, there's like the football boys and then the gym girls and the water polo girls and the sorority girls who are trying to recruit you and the frat boys who are, you know what I mean? Like there's just like very much like groupies in college. Like I almost feel like even more so than there was in high school, which is a good thing because you're able to find your people that you want to spend your time with and like who have similar hobbies to you. But it's definitely really intense when you first like get to school because you feel like you have to like jump into something right away or like find a friend group. And like if you don't find a friend group, then other people are going to find a friend group before you and then you're stuck. Like that's just how it feels. And so... My advice to those of you guys who are in that stage right now, or like maybe like I know now like the year is rounding to an end, like it's second semester for most of you guys who are in college right now, but just take it one day at a time, like realize that you still have three plus years, maybe a little bit less than three, depending on the track that you're going at, like ahead of you. And it's okay if you don't make your best friend right now freshman year and like it's okay if you don't have an A plus in every class or if you sleep in past your alarm one time you know or if you go out and like you know maybe you have a little bit too much to drink like I just think about those times like you are really learning how to be on your own and you're gonna have to learn through your mistakes and through you know good learning lessons as well like there are gonna be a lot of really great things that you learn right now but like cut yourself some slack and like be okay with where you're at and like I would say though like definitely like I mentioned like I know it feels weird to like try to find a group but like look for a club on campus I personally am Christian and when I moved away to school I was like okay well to me it was instinctive to look for like a youth group or like a church or a small group or something on campus where I could like be involved because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to find people, you know, that are my age. And like, that's just where I knew where to start. And like, I'm really glad that I did that. So like, you know, whether you're Christian or not, like if you're just like looking to make friends, like find people who have similar interests to you. Like I know my brother joined like a ski club on campus and does like spike ball stuff. And just look for people who have like like like-minded ideas to you. And like, I guarantee you, if you invite someone to hang out, they won't say no. Like, especially in college. Like, when you're just getting there and trying to make friends, like, everyone is in the same boat as you. So, like, don't feel embarrassed about it. You know, like, put yourself out there, but also give yourself time to rest because you are going through so much right now. It's, like, a huge moment of change in your life. So just be okay with the change. Embrace the change. 
but try to see it as a positive. Another thing when I was a freshman was I actually went home a lot. I had the luxury of living really close to home, which I think was probably good and bad, probably honestly more bad for me because I was going home and like, you know, wanted to see my old friends. And like at the time, like I had a guy that I was dating. So I was like, okay, well, I want to see him and like see my parents and my brother and, and stuff like that. And like every excuse I had to go home when I was feeling uncomfortable, I would go. I would just drive home on a weekend. And I think that in a way that kind of prevented me from establishing myself more in San Jose where I was going to school. Because like when kids are hanging out on the weekend and like doing things with their friends, like going to the beach or, you know, hanging out in the city or going to San Francisco or working on homework together, like I just like chose to go home. And so I know like too, like I have a lot of friends who've also done this. And one of my friends, Katie, I know you're also listening. Shout out to everyone that I'm mentioning. Um, my friend Katie goes to UNR and I know she's in a similar position of like, she could go home when she wants to. And we've been talking about this. I have like a girls group chat um, with some of my friends and they're all a bit younger than me. And so a lot of times like they'll come to me and be like, hey, I'm going through this thing right now. Like, what did you do when you're in this situation? And we've talked about that a lot, like just the nostalgia of like being home for the holidays you know, or, like, before the holidays, like, how difficult it was to, like, settle and, like, find your ground and find your people, but, like, I've encouraged Katie, as I have a lot of my other friends, like, find your people at your school and do the things that make you happy and make you excited to be there, you know, whether that means you're spending a little bit more money or you're staying up a little bit later, you know, or, like, you're studying together and, like, knuckling down or, you know, eating in the dining hall together or like going out or like whatever it is, like do those things that excite you and make you want to be there. Um, and also just try to build deeper relationships with people. Like I think that a lot of people are looking for authentic connection. And like, if you can be that for yourself and like be that friend for someone too, like, and you guys can communicate like, Hey, I'm really struggling right now with like being away from home or like, Hey, I'm really struggling right now. Like trying to figure out how to study for this, like I don't know, like algebra exam or like, I don't even know when people take algebra. I feel like that's middle school. Like, I feel like I took that in middle school. Anyways, that's besides the point. But like, just try to establish yourself. And like, uh, I think a really good way to try and establish yourself when you're in a new situation, whether you're in college or a new environment or like, you know, even just like trying to step away from your parents a little bit. Um, if you're still living at home or something like establish a routine for yourself what are you doing in the mornings or what are you doing during your days or like your work days? Like if you take a lunch break, you know, are you going on a walk? Like what are those things that are going to help you feel healthy in your day to day? And like the things that like, you know, are going to be a constant in your life. So like try to put those things as a priority. Like for me, it's always been like working out and cooking like a home cooked meal, like at my house, as well as like decorating my space. Um, and I know everyone will laugh like, oh, well, you're an interior designer. Like, no, you, you can decorate with posters. You know, guys love to do that. Like, whatever you want to do that makes you feel comfortable in your home. And when I say home, you know, it could be a bedroom or it could be an apartment or it could be an actual home. Like, whatever that is for you, like, make it feel like a place that you want to be and you want to spend your time. So establish your routine and create, like, a safe environment for yourself. And then another thing that I would really recommend 
that other people told me about too when I was moving was like bring elements of home with you whether that's like a photograph or like my mom created a recipe book for me it's like I have those recipes that I can cook or like you know maybe a journal and like you can journal about the things that you miss but like don't fully let go of those things like that still is a part that like defined your life and like who you are and so like hold on to that but don't hold on to it too tightly you know like be accepting of this new time period and try to embrace it and yeah like like I said honestly I journaled a lot too or like sometimes I would do voice memos like this or like I know the notes app is kind of notorious for being like <laughs> like a sounding board for people but like whatever it is for you where you're kind of able to like process your thoughts try to do that um, because it'll be really good for you to like look back on it it's like kind of see your your brain puke like on a page or like on a screen or something like that because then you'll actually be able to process things deeper and with a different perspective than if it's just in your head all the time you know like sometimes you just need to write something down to be like oh wait I can actually fix this or I can adjust this thing in my life So flash forward through college, I think just the things that like were really a constant for me were finding, like I said, a good solid group of people to surround myself with. I had my friends that I met through classes um, or met, you know, freshman year. And then like I also was involved in crew, which was that on campus group. Um, it was a Christian organization, but there were a lot of people in there who had different faiths or were just kind of exploring their spirituality. But it just kind of was more a place for, like, people, you know, like, we're all going through the same thing in college, like, let's just be friends to each other, but also, like, let's talk about, you know, things on a deeper level, like, faith, or, you know, like, what we're going through in our lives, so that was a really good way for me to, like, make a bunch of friends and do a ton of really fun things, and also just give me a new perspective into, like, what my faith looked like outside of my hometown and outside of like the boundaries of my parents house you know and I feel like that is a massive thing that I would want to talk about in a different episode because it's definitely been a massive journey and I know cringe that's very like Christianese word um I think the faith thing for me is like one of the most dramatic changes that I've had in my life and in my adult life and in this season of change and it's definitely like so relevant to this whole into the wild topic of like you know I grew up in a very conservative like Christian slash Catholic slash Mormon was like the predominant religions in my area and then I also like obviously grew up with that in my household and you know kind of had an idea of like okay this is what it is to be a Christian and like this is what your face should look like and then when I moved and I was like exposed to liberals like okay this is gonna sound crazy but I legitimately like where I grew up like I almost feel like liberal like if you were liberal it was like oh like you know they're blue-haired Karen you know like if you were like liberal in my area it was like unheard of you know, for adults, like, not, like, high schoolers, like, obviously, like, I was a liberal high schooler, but, like, 
I genuinely was like, okay, well, how can you be liberal and be Christian? Which is, holy cow, like I'm saying, like, this just needs to be a whole nother episode topic. Um, wow, I really need to do that. I'm writing that down. Um, but yeah, like, that whole new, like, perspective shift of, like, oh my gosh, other people have the same faith and believe in the same God, but, like, do things differently? Like, how does that work? And, like, starting to figure out, like, what I believed in and, like, taking things from my upbringing, but then also taking things from, like, new people and new conversations and, like, mentors and leaders and, like, doing, like, faith discovery of my own was, like, such an incredible turning point for me, too. So, like, maybe you find that, like, for the season of change for you. Like, what's something that you kind of want to explore on, like, a personal level um, that's going to help you grow and, will like, will make whatever environment that you're in, like, make a lasting impact on your well-being and, like, who you are as a person. Okay, wow, yeah, I know that got really deep really quickly, but that's kind of how I am. I'm, like, a very, like, weird kind of scatterbrained person, which is actually something I'm, like, trying to work on. Um, But my brain just jumps from, like, let's have a super deep convo to, like, oh my god, do you like Cheez-Its or Goldfish? Like, I feel like that's literally just how my brain works. So, like, sometimes I'm in such a deep thought, and then it's just, like, boom, I'm a squirrel. And there's, like, something that distracts me in, like, two seconds. But y'all are gonna learn to deal with it, okay? Okay. Okay, I feel like I've beaten this topic on the head with a stick. So we're gonna move on from, you know, kind of beginning phases of moving away for the first time, being on your own, to making another move and for me I moved across the world which is pretty dramatic so let's talk about Scotland This is honestly something that people ask me about all the time. And I realized I've never really shared my whole process. So I'm just going to get into that. I was still going to San Jose State when I decided that I was going to study abroad in Scotland. Um, I'd always wanted to study abroad. And kind of like my parameters for wanting to study, I was like, okay, well, I still want to go somewhere that like speaks English and... Like, I don't want to go, like, live in, like, a farm town somewhere, you know? Like, I want to live in a fun city, um, and I want to be somewhere where, like, people are nice, you know? And, like, I can get around easily, and so kind of my main thoughts were, like, all right, well, I'll do, like, Australia or, like, the UK most likely. Um, so I started looking into it more, um, really, like, decided, like, my freshman year, like, yes, you're going to go study abroad, like, you love to travel, like, let's do it. I also had a lot of friends who I met at San Jose State who happened to be studying abroad who were from, like, the Republic of Ireland. And then I had three friends who were from England. And then my boyfriend at the time was from Scotland also. Um, And so, like, I knew a ton of people who were from that area that was, like, my... They were part of my friend group at the time. And so they were all, like, pushing me, like, girl, you gotta live in the UK somewhere you know, or, like, in Europe, like, it's so much fun over there, like, you'll be closer to us, um, so once I started more seriously looking into study abroad, you know, sat down with an advisor, and I was like, okay, you know, kind of, here's the context, like, what I'm looking into wanting to do, 
And then basically your advisor kind of runs through all the places with you, like looks at your major, where your credits can transfer, and then they gave you a list of schools um, based on, you know, what would work with your major. And then from there, you would select like your top five schools. And then, you know, you could give a preference of like two or three, but then they would pick for you from there. So it's like you really went into it, like not fully knowing what was going to happen, which was kind of fun because I was like, okay, I really don't know where I'm going to end up. Like, I know that I want to go to any of these places, but I just have no idea what's next. Like I'm about to take this leap to move to another country and who knows what's going to happen. So yeah, fast forward. Um, my advisor, actually, he lived in Glasgow, which is the city that I lived in, um, oh, for like 10, 10 or 11 years, I want to say, like, it was like a really long period of time. Um, and so he was like raving about it, like raving about Scotland, raving about the UK. And, um, I could definitely tell where he was trying to push me to go, but it was like, again, like the school kind of chose at random. So we just didn't know where I was going to end up. Um, but then when I did, holy cow, he was just like, okay, you have to go here. You have to go here. You know, we have to talk to all your other foreign friends about like, you know, scheduling trips so you can go see Ireland, you can go see London and you can go see Brighton and so on. And it was just like this crazy whirlwind where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be a world traveler. And then I kid you not. It happened so quickly from there. Like, I swear, like, I got my school assignment and then, like, we had to put together, like, I had to go and find out, like, okay, how do my classes transfer? Like, what credits was I going to get? Um, and then when I was, like, getting ready, like, prepping, like, it just felt like it was happening so quickly and it was so exciting. I was also, like, super, like, it was really nerve-wracking But, you know, I had friends there and at the time, like, I had a boyfriend there too. And so I was like, okay, well, I know that I have people to, like, fall back on to, like, that are going to support me, like, while I'm over there. Like, I'm not going to be completely alone, but I'm definitely going to be more alone than, you know, I've been before. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I love to travel. I love new cultures and new perspectives. And I was like, this is going to be a really good thing for me. So, yeah, decided to do it. Went to all the orientations and then packed up my stuff and I swear that I just left so quickly. Like, and honestly, that's kind of been a good thing for me. Like, all the change that I've gone through has almost been like a band-aid. Like, you know, I've just been ripped out of the situation and thrown myself into the next one. And like, I just kind of thrive in changing environments like that. So yeah, it was just like, boom, holy cow, I live in Scotland now. So yeah, I basically was just like there in Scotland and I was like, holy cow, this is it. I'm here. What happens now? You know, like I'm abroad, you know, yay. Did the, did the 12 hour flight with the, you know, the layover in New Jersey and whatever. And I'm here now, you know, I have my three suitcases with me and I'm like, okay. So, you know, I started unpacking and then it hit me. Like I was there and I was like, whoa. Like, this is a lot. Like, I'm in a completely unfamiliar environment. And I had this, like, wave of fear. Like, a very intense wave of fear. I remember it so vividly. And I was like, did I make the wrong decision by moving across the world and putting myself in an uncomfortable situation? And then I was like, wait a second. That's the point. Like, Gabby, do you not get it? 
The point of doing these types of things is to get yourself out of your comfort zone so that you can grow as a person and you can grow your education. You can grow yourself like your relationships. Like you're doing these things to improve your life. And then I felt good. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let change affect me negatively while I'm here. I'm going to let this be a moment to grow as an individual, to see the world and to have fun and like just really embrace the area that I was in. And so that's exactly what I did. You know, I traveled, I made friends, I just kind of did my thing, you know, like it's funny because I almost think about my time in college there felt more like a college experience to me than it did when I was living in San Jose because I think that I really just jumped in head first into making friends when I was in Scotland and like at that point I was a bit more secure with myself and like more secure just like planning things and like doing things that made me happy and excited and like you know, like I was forced to be in Scotland. I wasn't able to just fly home for the weekend, you know, that would be nice. I wish I could do that. Sometimes I was so sad and wanted to just hug my mom and dad and pet my dog, but I couldn't do that. And it like forced me to learn how to rely on myself. And so like, that's another thing with change and just like being in the wild for your first time is like, how do you rely on yourself? Like, what are the areas that you can start to develop that like make you feel excited to be doing things in your life or like how do you manage your time or how do you get around like how do you do transportation like silly things like that but so if you just look at those moments and you just sit with them and you're like okay this is hard for me today you know I'm by myself in a dorm in the rain You know, I'm friends with five people here and that's it. But I'm doing something that's challenging me. And like, how am I growing from this? And how am I learning from this? So then that's when I kind of started to take steps to like meet new people and then go out and explore the city that I was living in, you know, like take the train like around town and and then, like, go to different countries. Like, I remember I made a friend, Isabel, um, who also went to San Jose State. And we kind of met through the whole process of applying for schools and found out that we were going there together. And, you know, we just started doing fun little things like, you know, going to cute places for food or, like, going out to, like, a club. Because when you're there, it's 18 and up to go to clubs and drink and stuff. So we're like, let's just go get a fun little cocktail. And then... You know, we met a really nice girl, Kristen, at one of the events and through like they had like a kind of like a Facebook page and um, the three of us were like the three little musketeers, you know, like we did everything together and we had so much fun and we were so happy and so scared and so nervous at the same time because we were just like all in completely different phases of life and like different areas and things that we were going through. But like we had each other. When I was there in Scotland, I actually joined a small group um, through a local church that I was going to. um, And those girls and those leaders were seriously my rock. Like I was going through some really hard shit when I was in Scotland. And they just really made it feel like home. Like they really made me feel welcomed 
and like a sister almost. Like, it's such a weird thing to explain. But like, if, and if you're not familiar with, you know, Christianity or like other, I mean, and I, again, I don't know how other religions operate. Like, this is just my own personal, like, faith and experience that I've had. But like, um, a lot of churches do things called small groups or like a youth group or something where you just get together with people, whether it's like through a hobby um, or it's through, you know, like you're studying a certain part of the Bible or it's like, you know, there are like young marriage groups for people who are like newly married or like, you know, like parents groups or moms groups, you know, but mine was like a young adult, like girls group. Uh, there actually, there were some guys in it too, but it was usually, it was predominantly girls and a lot of times our weekly meetings were mostly girls. Um, but yeah, we were just like super open and vulnerable with what was going on and like supported each other and like talked through those things. And like, like I said, like it was like a faith-based group. And so we talked a lot about too, like how our faith related to those things. And it was just so healthy and like made me grow so much and just appreciate like being nice and being loving and caring for people. And it also is just like, you just have no idea what's going on in people's lives. Like you just need to just be a good person. And like, that's like, I feel like such a big thing that I took away from Scotland was like, you know, what are the things that I stand for as Gabby? And like, what do I want in my friendships and my relationships? And like, how do I perceive the world? Um, and then I also there learned like independence in a new way because I was traveling so much and was just like fully on my own um, so far away from California and any type of normalcy. I just like learned how to spend time by myself. And I don't think at that point yet I really knew what that meant or like how to find peace. Like I feel like like finding peace within myself came like at my stage of life here in LA. Um, but when I was in Scotland, I learned how to handle hard things by myself, but also how to talk through hard things with other people. Um, yeah. And I know that everyone's like, okay, well, I didn't want to hear about your personal growth while you're in Scotland. No offense. Like, tell me, how are the pubs? Like, how are the soccer games? Like, how is Iceland? Like, y'all will get into that in another episode. Like, I'll talk about traveling. Like, this is the deep shit today. Um, but I don't know. It was just so good for me. And then it was so crazy because it was all stripped away in a week. So boom, again, like I said, like this change thing for me, it's like not something that I choose all the time. It just happens. And COVID hit Europe really hard and we all had to move away. And then I had to move back home, like home, home, home. I hadn't lived in my hometown for like three years at that point. And then I was like back in my old environment and it's funny because when you're in seasons of change like sometimes that's all that you crave but then when I was forced back into that I was like wait this is cool but like this isn't what I want like I don't want to be back in my parents house like in you know in my old bedroom and it was lovely like I had so much 
newfound like respect and excitement for being home but I was like wait a second I've started to develop into my own person and when I moved back home I was like I don't want to fall into like you know like feeling like a teenager again or like being these things like I really started to establish me as a person and so like I just was like okay well that's okay. And like, my parents were like, you know, they're not offended by that. They want me to do what's the best thing for me and like blossom into who I'm supposed to be. And so I had to, obviously everyone had to be at at home because it was COVID. So I was finishing school up online. I actually graduated early my senior year virtually, and then was working, um, at the same time, almost full time for a nonprofit science company And I was doing their communications, and then I also was doing a lot of um, visual design for them for their website. And then they also had um, a startup. It was like a COVID simulator, because at the time, COVID was still like such a new thing. And so people people like you and me didn't really know about COVID. It was just like, oh, well, the doctors and researchers are saying that. And it was like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, how are we supposed to interpret that? So Nonprofit was just kind of like a simulator, like, okay, if we wore masks or PPE happened or, you know, we social distanced, like, what would happen? So it was kind of cool because I felt like even though I was, like, back home and, like, in an old familiar environment, I was still doing things that were, like, challenging me, um, like, obviously in school, but then in work, too, like, being able to make a difference and, like, learn about something that was affecting everyone across the world and be able to help give common everyday people, like I said, like you and me, information about what is the pandemic? Like, what is COVID? Like, what do we know about it? Like, how can we support each other in our communities? And like, how can we be, again, like be nice to each other? Like, holy wow, like COVID just made people go psycho. And people are still going psycho. Um but it was so fun for me to be able to to experience that and like do something that like, okay, I've always done interior design, but like I kind of wanted to try something different for a bit um, just to kind of spice things up just for like an internship while I was still in school. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like it's just interesting to see like what different people do. Um, but it also affirmed for me like, okay, this actually isn't my field. Like, and I didn't ever think that it was. But I was just interested in doing something that I felt like was going to make a difference in people's lives. And so um, once I finished that, I started um, interning for an interior designer down in the Bay Area and was living part-time down there and part-time at home. And like COVID was still, again, like very present. So like businesses were partially open and I was commuting back and forth. And it's so weird because when I think about that time in my life, like, I wasn't fully living at home like I was kind of living with some family friends for part of the part of the month and then at home for part of the month like just didn't really feel established and I didn't feel like myself like I was just running like a thousand miles a minute you know I was in school wrapping up college online and I was in a new job and I was in a new environment and I was like with family friends and I would like work and then I would go home you know like do the three-hour drive home at the end of the week and It was just like a very chaotic time in my life. And like, that's okay because I learned a lot. Um, But it's funny because I think that it like, that made me be like, okay, 
So I value slowing down. Um, I need to be settled in one place and focus on one thing at one time. And I did that. So I graduated from college, finished up all my internships, and then started the job search. And I got a job down here, and I moved to L.A. within probably three weeks, maybe four weeks, but I want to say it was three. Just, like, literally packed up my stuff. A couple of my friends helped me move, and we just drove all my things down here. I flew down, like, the week after I was offered the position to, like, meet a couple different girls in some different houses to see, like, which looked like the best fit. Picked the one that I'm in right now, laying in my bed in. Literally love this house so much. Love my roommates. Um, and I moved to L.A. And I honestly was like, I didn't know where I was going to end up. Like, I almost ended up in Waco, Texas, working on the show Fixer Upper. And it's so funny because at that, at that time, I really thought that that's where I was going to end up. And then it just didn't end up being, like, a good fit. And I'm like, holy cow, thank God I didn't go to Waco, Texas. Like... I would have not thrived in Waco, Texas. Like, I think I would have, like, thrived in that position and I would have learned a lot. But it's just, like, whoa. Like, I had to do, like, a self-check and be like, okay, like, what are these values of my environment that I have and, like, the place that I want to live? And so L.A. was kind of a cool, interesting place that I've always wanted to live for a period of my life but I just didn't know when that would happen but yeah honestly living in LA has been like such a wild ride for me you know with my job and then like with the environment like LA is a crazy place I could probably do a whole podcast on living in LA and I know that that's what literally every other influencer on the market is doing so we're not going to be doing that um (laughs) but it's really interesting here. And I knew that before I moved here. But then when I moved here, I was like, whoa. So this people thing. Like, I was like, okay, I just came from Scotland. Everyone's nice. Everyone's so down to earth. You know, it's living in my hometown. Everyone's very, like, outdoorsy. Let's chill. Let's do family barbecue, you know. And then I moved to LA and it was like, yo, like, let's go to Rodeo Drive and, like, let's walk around and, like, let's go to these really nice restaurants and, like, what do you do for work? Like, this is what I do. Like, what's your passion project right now? Like, here's mine. Like, how many Instagram followers do you have? And, like, I'm sure you can hear the change in my voice because it's literally how it was (laughs) for me when I first moved here. And I honestly fell into it for a second. And I know that my friends and my family know this. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know exactly what time of my life I'm talking about. When I first moved to LA, it was a very negative change for me. I quickly got wrapped up in the world and like obviously I've always loved fashion and stuff like that but like I just got so caught up in like the excitement of like being in one of the craziest places on the earth that everyone talks about and like you know Kim Kardashian lives five minutes from me and like all of this stuff and like that's the thing is LA has just like honestly for me 
this time period, I just feel like it's just like feels so stuffy. Like there's just a lot going on down here. And so like, I feel like when I moved here, it's so interesting because I've, I've grown so much as a person and I still was fully myself and was like very authentic with like me and the conversations I was having and the people I was like talking to. But then I also felt myself getting like pulled into this like new perspective and new way of life of just like is like being showy and just like being like okay well like let's just like do all of these things all the time and like how can I be insanely successful in like zero to five minutes you know and and it's just like so so toxic and like I fell into that And it's funny because I had people tell me that, like, I know that you're not different. It just seems like things are different. And this is the self-growth thing I was talking about, people. Like, I'm being very transparent here because it's like, what's life without transparency? I mean, I know a lot of people aren't transparent, but that's the goal of my podcast is to be transparent. But yeah, like I had people tell me like, hey, girl. Um, check yourself because you're still yourself, but you're just like portraying a different version and, and it just doesn't feel like you, like it just feels a little bit wrong. And I had to like completely remove myself from... And I know I'm taking a while to pause on this because I'm trying to figure out how to say it the right way. Like, I had to remove myself from the LA mindset. Like, I got here, got a super fun job, was working on all these really cool, crazy projects at my work, started making a ton of friends, like, right off the bat, um, and was doing a lot of cool things. Like, just living in LA naturally, like, there was just a lot of really cool stuff to do. And, like, I still do a lot of really cool stuff. But the perspective I had then versus the perspective I have now has been, like, such a transformation. And it's funny because, like, now I feel I'm very, like, if you know me, I've always been very down to earth. But I feel the most at peace and down to earth and, like, with myself and my spirituality and my romantic relationship and my friendships and my like relationships with my family and like and this is gonna sound so hippie but like seriously my relationship with like the universe and the earth and like just things that I've started to process now and like think through that I just never did before is because I had to remove myself from a toxic mindset and start over And I had a friend at the time, and they'll know who they are, I'm not going to mention their name, who like really challenged me to be like a deep thinker. It's interesting because at this stage in my life, I had a good friend here, down here, um, who ended up like living away for a little bit. Um, But they were like, there's just something, you know, like, I know you're a down to earth person, like, I know you're chill, but like, 
this lifestyle that you're living, it just isn't you and it's just not healthy. And like, I kind of took that as like a jab to the heart because I had seen it from other people who've known me for a long time. But then for someone to know me for such a short period of time, know my character and then know that the lifestyle, not necessarily the lifestyle, but like the mindset almost that I was like living in of just being like so wrapped up and excited and like crazy about LA was just like so unhealthy. And I just had to do a self check. And like I said, just remove myself. But I remember going to the beach about two months into me living here. And I had just gotten this journal. And I just sat there. And I just like opened my heart. And like for me, like when I met like at the beach or like in nature is where I feel the most connected with myself and with the earth and like my thoughts. And so like I really just wanted to be somewhere like, you know, that week I deleted social media and I was just like, okay, I just need to recenter. Like, who is Gabby? Like, where is she? Like, I know that you're still there, but like, what happened? Like, why did you change? And I just had to evaluate it. I was like, I, and I started writing and I was like, you don't know the things that bring you peace. Like, you don't know how to be secure and being alone, like being alone, like not in a, not in a relationship way, but like, I didn't know how to like sit by myself in my kitchen and eat pasta without feeling lonely. Like literally I had issues and like, no, I don't mean like, oh, I had issues. Like, I'm just saying like, I just didn't feel like myself. Like I just felt like an imposter and I was just really sad because I was like, damn, like I've started to make some friends, but like, there's also a lot of people that I've met that just feel so temporary or feel like, you know, they like want me for something, um, or it just felt like, I was like, why do we have to be doing all this stuff? Like, can we just hang out at my house and like make some cookies, <laughs> you know, can we just make some cookies or like, can we just like go on a walk? Or, like, go on a hike. Or, like, go to the beach. Shout out to my girls now that I have. Um, Just going to give a quick list name. But Christina, Nicole, Joe, other Christina, um, my roommates. You know, like, y'all have been amazing and, like, constants for me since I've lived here. And, like, some of my new friends, too. Like... Ashley and Panese and Jillian and like it's just crazy like I've just like slowly as I kind of had to do some reevaluating I really just had to like realize like okay who are the people that I'm going to be surrounding myself with like I did before like it's just like college that's the thing about change and that's the thing about people it's like you just need to find the right people for yourself and I think before I like wasn't looking for people in the right places like I think that I was just too caught up in being And having fun and just like, okay, well, you live in LA, so you have to do the LA thing and just like, let's just go with it. And it just wasn't healthy for me. So yeah, that day that I was at the beach, I just was like journaling and I was like, I need to find peace with myself and I need to find the things that bring me peace and I need to learn how to be alone. And so I took some time every night and every week. Um, I actually read this book called Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo, and that just, like, totally gave me a perspective shift as well. 
but just like really started to discover like who I am and like what this time of my life is meant to be. And I think what it is, is just making me be confident in who I am, confident in my abilities and just secure in me as a person. Like I love myself and I'm so happy with where I am and I know the things that I value and I know the things that I don't value and the things that are good for me and the things that are bad for me. Um, Perspective-wise, too, just like, how can I decompress after, like, a long day? You know, like, at work, instead of just being, like, ah, like, built up in my head. And that was honestly another thing, too. Like, I am a workaholic. And, you know, me and a lot of my coworkers are, too. Like, I work kind of in a startup-style environment. And we kind of talk about that, how, like, we're always just so consumed with that. And I've, like, really tried to make an effort to, like, detach from that when I leave you know at the end of the day and like okay like work isn't everything for me and that's okay you know like I have a life to be living too and like learning how to prioritize my life was like a little bit difficult and so like that was one of the things like after being here for a few months was just like how can I prioritize my mental well-being my physical well-being, and then also, like, just the people around me. So I just started being very intentional. And, like, I'm still such, like, a person. Like, I just can't slow down. And, like, that's actually something I'm really working on right now in this stage of life is, like, learning how to slow down as, like, a person. Um, But, yeah, like, I think that I was just, like, like, just doing stuff 24-7, all the time, like, every weeknight hanging out with people or, like, going out and, like, doing a new thing and exploring. And also, this does get expensive. LA has taught me it is expensive to live <laughs> as a young adult who wants to go do fun things. Um, so I got to learn how to budget. But that's another story. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's just funny. And I feel very vulnerable talking about this right now. But I think that it's good because, like I said, I'm just so secure in who I am now. And I know, like, what my values are. And, like, I'm able to have some really good conversations and express my thoughts and feelings about things. Um, And to myself, like, I'm able to have conversations with myself, whether that's in my head or, like, you know, going on a walk and processing things or, like, talking like, I'm sorry, not talking, but, like, writing in a journal, like, I'm able to, like, self-reflect a lot more than I think I was before, and, um, yeah, and not feel also guilty about not knowing the answer to everything, and, like, not being in a perfect place, like, I think that was one of the, like, toxic things for me when I first moved here, like, I felt like I had to be perfect, um, and, oh my goodness, if you guys can take away anything, for your relationships and for your thing, like your relationship with your personal self is do not set expectations of perfection. You need to set a goal of working towards a direction of growth because no one's ever going to be perfect. And if you tell yourself, oh, I have to do this thing or like, if I don't reach this, then I'm a failure or like, I 
I'm not fulfilling my purpose in life. Like, stop it. You are hurting yourself and the people around you. And like, same thing. If someone else around you has an expectation for you to be perfect, like, get real with each other. And like, just figure out where you're at in life. And like, those moments, like, okay, like, I internally this thing from my past has really affected me so like how can I work through that before I can be a better best friend or girlfriend or like whatever it is for you start working through those things and like for yourself too like again vulnerable starting this podcast I wanted to do it for a really long time but I just didn't feel like like I have re-recorded episode one so many times and like for months have been like talking about wanting to start a podcast and like wasn't quite sure like what topics I wanted to be doing and like I thought for a while I was going to do interior design focused and then I was going to do travel and then I was like what do I talk about and then I was like wait a second first off I realized I just want to talk about life and this stage of life that we're in because no one's doing that like no one's talking about like self-growth or struggling or like learning how to be alone in a good way and like learning how to be in relationships and like when there's like ups and downs and friendships or or things or like figuring out how to set boundaries for yourself and like the things that you need in your life like people don't talk about that people just pretend like everything is fine so I was like yeah I need to do that and then I was like hold on a second why am I trying to find like this perfect, why, why am I trying to be a per, like a perfect podcaster or a perfect interior design assistant or, you know, like a perfect child or a perfect best friend or anything like that? Like, I can't meet those expectations because it's just not physically possible. So if I can be aware of the ways that I can put myself out there and like reach attainable goals then that's what's gonna help me and that's what's gonna help you so just try to try to do that like try to break down that like barrier that you're giving yourself of like okay well if I have this change in environment then obviously everything has to go great and like if I mess up then it's done for like I remember in that stage of life that I was at you know now probably nine months ago and I was like wait a second I feel like I'm not being me like how do I how do I fix this and it was just embarrassing I was like wait you're not it was embarrassing to myself like you need to be you and you can't try to fit this mold that other people want you to be here you know like you need to be Gabby living in LA you don't want to be the LA version of Gabby you need to always be Gabby and so I found that out about myself and like through all these changing seasons I started to discover like being purposeful in my relationship with myself and my friends and my work And I'm just learning how to embrace change. But it's not like it's the end of the road for me, you know? It's not like I've, like, had this, like, revelation and I'm like, all right, perfect, everything's great. Like, I'm down to earth. I've really taken the time to, like, step back and get to know myself and know my values and, like, how to set boundaries and, like, how to have fun and still go out and do things in L.A. But then, like, 
how to have nights in and like cook a good meal or like work out or like you know go to the beach or go on a drive like my friend Joe and I when we need to clear our head we just get in the car together and we drive to Malibu and we just like scream sing at the top of our lungs or we talk the whole way there you know like I'm still in the process of growing as you are and so when you're embarking into the wild and you're like in this changing phase of your life be excited be nervous but embrace it and take these moments of uncertainty as opportunities to grow yourself and to blossom into the person that you want to be so yeah like if you're listening to this right now and you're in a place and you're like man I wish I could embrace change, but I'm just not that type of a person. Take the first step, you know, start a routine or find ways to make your home feel safe and just start there and start journaling your thoughts. That's another thing that I would say. So if you're like, okay, I get it. I see how you have embraced change. I see, Gabby, that you're growing and you're doing your thing and I'm proud of you, but, like, I'm just not there. Like, I just can't embrace that. Like, I just feel out of place. Like, I feel lonely. Like, I am so intimidated by being independent for the first time. Like, I'm not the type of person who can just rip off a Band-Aid and go somewhere. Like, it takes me a while to process things. Take your time, you know? Like, That's totally okay. Like, everyone moves at a different pace of life. So, like, I'm giving you advice and personal stories that I've experienced and that have gotten me to where I am and have given me a platform to grow myself as a human, as a friend, as an individual, as a girlfriend, as a child, as a sister, you know. But you got to do you, too. And so, like... Figure out what that is for you. Like, what is that next step that you want to start taking to start, you know, embracing the changes in your life and to start feeling comfortable with those seasons because they don't ever stop. That's the joy of living life. Um, But yeah, that's about all I have for today, people. I know that was a lot longer than my intro. Um, But I think that what we talked through today was important for you to just kind of get some context on you know my life and things that have helped me the things that have hurt me and where I'm going right now so so yeah if you guys are ever like feeling like hey like I need a friend or like you know this section really resonated with me like can you expand what you're talking about like shoot me a dm at the almost there podcast Um, and let's talk about it. You know, I would love to get into things with you guys and just like be vulnerable and give you advice. Or like, if you're like, Hey, you should totally talk about this. Like, I'd love to. Um, and like too, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like I'm going to have guests on and like, I want to have just like other normal people like me, but then also other people that I look up to. And if you're like, wait, I'd love to talk with you about xyz or like I feel like I would bring an interesting perspective on this type of topic like shoot me a dm like I'd love to learn more 
about you and like what you're passionate about and like potentially see about having you as a guest on. Um, but yeah, that's about it for today. Um, go ahead, give me a follow at the Almost There podcast on Instagram. I know it's still very new. I'm growing my following slowly but surely. Um, but that's the best place that you guys will be able to stay up to date with everything going on, what we're going to be talking about. And I've also been thinking too, I kind of want to start getting some like listener submissions for like, you know, different phases going on like in your life or like some fun stories that you might have to share. I know before on my Instagram, I kind of did a test run to see like how the DM turnout would be for this type of an episode, actually this episode specifically. And it was crazy. I probably got like 50 plus DMs with like very in-depth paragraphs. So yeah, I was hyped, very blown away by that. So again, if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to DM me, be vulnerable, talk through some things. If you have an idea for a podcast conversation, um, or if you want to share a fun story with me, show me a DM at the Almost There Podcast on Instagram. My personal is also Gabriella underscore LeBeau. And that's it. I'll talk to you guys soon. We're almost there.